The scripture I want to talk about tonight to start with is Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Another translation says, Above all else, guard, guard. Put a watch over your heart, like stand guard with weapons over your heart. For it is the wellspring of life. It's the wellspring. You know, we, we look around and, and in our Western culture, we don't really um, think about wellsprings. We don't think about wells. But in, in, in generations past, um, Jacob dug a well and then the Philistines came and threw stones down the well and clogged it up. Right, And then they came and they opened those wells back up in, in next generations. And when, someone, when you wanted to really hurt someone, you poisoned their well. Right, That's what you'd do. You'd throw junk down their well and then it would, it would follow their source of water. We're all familiar with what happened in Flint when they put a different chemical mix in the, in the, in the water system and the next thing you know, all that built up lead and all the built up sludge or whatever it was suddenly poisoned uh, thousands and thousands of people and the water was not drinkable because that was their wellspring their water supply was fouled it was it was corrupted so that's the that's the picture that God gives us here in Proverbs chapter 4 he says guard your heart in other words put a watch around your heart because your heart is your wellspring. That's the, your heart is where all of your life centers around. It's your heart. So put a watch, a guard around your heart. It's your wellspring. It's your well. It's the thing that you, you're going you're gonna to drink out of this. And everybody you come in contact with drinks out of your well. You get what I'm saying? So if I have a fouled well and I talk to you, and you drink the water, you, we interact and we have fellowship, and I have a, a fouled up well or a bad attitude, what happens? Many times what happens, unless you have your guard up, you will get the fouled up nature that I have on the inside of you. So if I'm walking around with an offense in my heart, and I come and talk to Ryan, and I say, you know that Daniel Cavazos? I don't like him. Here's what he did, and he thinks he's this, and blah, blah, blah. And then if Ryan's not careful, he'll go, yeah, I don't like him either, right? You know what's just happened? The fouled water that was in my well just went to him. And now he's fouled too, and everybody he talks to gets fouled. See, the Bible says that, that guard your heart with all diligence. Put a guard around it. I mean, literally stand watch over your heart because out of your heart flow all the issues of life. It says it's your wellspring. I'm, I'm thirsty. Could you bring me some water? Thanks, Pat. So he gave me two bottles of water. Can you see those? Two bottles of water. This is what it's like in our heart. If you have a, a, a clean heart, a good heart, free from offense, free from anger and bitterness, 
This is what your heart looks like, and I can take a drink out of this. And ah, it's good, right? Because it's spring water, and it's pure, and there's not a bunch of junk in it. This one, that's not tea. It's junk. It's not good. It's like old coffee and coffee grounds and all kinds of nasty stuff in there. Would anybody like a drink of this one? I already drank out of this one. This got my germs on it. Would you like to have this one? Skip, would you like to drink this one? No thanks. You don't want to drink this. See, it'd be nice if people that had problems, yeah, that's the kind of water that's in here. That's not so appealing, is it? Who wants to drink that? Ew, right? But see, that's, you wish that you could like have a window into somebody's life so that when you're talking to them, you could see maybe that's what's in their heart and you wouldn't have fellowship with them because you'd look and go, yeah, right? I don't want to drink that. Or you'd wish it was a see-through bottle so that when you were talking to them, you'd have the discernment and you could say, oh, that's not water, that's this stuff. I think I'll pass. See, Skip, has he's very discerning. He looked at this bottle and said, I don't think I'll take that, right? There you go. But see... It's not that easy to tell with people. You don't always, you're not always able to tell. Pat, you want to take this one? There we go. Thank you. Um, it's not always to tell, easy to tell if someone has junk in their heart right away. You can't always see it. See, it says, so guard your heart means when you're having interactions, when you're having any kind of interactions with people, bad stuff can happen and you always have to guard your heart. You have to make sure your heart, now that doesn't mean you guard it so much so that you don't let anybody into your life. It merely means that you have to be careful you don't just have an open gate and let anybody and everybody just pour into you because they might have that nasty water that we saw there and that's what might they, they might be offering you to drink out of their well, out of their wellspring might look just like that. Or it might look like this one here. If you look here, ooh, that's pretty nasty. You don't want to drink that water, do you? That's, uh, that's after the, the tsunami and that poor little guy's just wading through that stuff, but you know what? That was the water. That's what it was. Turn it quick. That's disgusting. But that's, that's what some people's hearts look like. There's all this junk in their, in their heart, and when you get near them, it just goes, blah, all this stuff comes out. And you have to be careful. You don't just take it all because you don't know what, what they got, Right? You don't know what they got. The Bible says bad company corrupts good morals. You'll become like those you hang around, okay? So if you hang around people that are critical of everybody, you'll eventually start being critical. That's just the way it works. So if you're hanging around people and they're critical of everybody, I'd say get some new friends. <laughs> My dad always told me this, those that sin with you will eventually sin against you. You can take that one to the bank. That's true. Um, so we need to be careful and guard our hearts. Let's take a peek at that next one. You know, we have a picture here of 
What is that? It looks like a latrine, but it's actually a fountain. That's actually a fountain that has no water in it. It actually has no water. All it has is garbage. It's been abandoned and not taken care of, so it has all this garbage instead of having a beautiful, rushing, gushing fountain. It has, it's dry, and it's got a bunch of trash in it. See, and when we don't guard our heart, what can happen is our heart, we get clogged up with the, with the cares of life and the junk that happens in our life, and it can actually clog up our, our, our well, and then we end up a dry, used-to-be fountain with a bunch of trash in it, and we wonder why we don't have joy, right? Because we've got all this other junk in our hearts instead of allowing God to place his word in our heart. Well, how do things get into our hearts? How do, how do we allow, how does something get into your heart? How does it get into your heart? Well, the first way that something gets into your heart is you hear something, right? You hear it. That's one way. It's the ear, we call that the ear gate, right? The ear gate is you hear something, and if you hear it and receive it, it gets into your heart. That's how we hear the word of God, right? That's faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's how things get into your heart as you hear them, right? That's one way. So if, if you hear something, that's how it gets into your heart. Another way things get into your heart is when you see them. So you might see something and observe something and you can get something in your heart that way. Or you can actually say things and when you say them, you also hear them and that's how things get into your heart. You remember the old the, the verse that we used to sing in children, and actually it was called Sunday school when I went a hundred years ago. Um, oh, be careful little eyes what you see. And then it said, oh, be careful little ears what you hear. Oh, for the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful little ears what you hear. Al heard that same song when he was growing up, I bet. You did too, didn't you, Skip? Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Remember that when you're, come on, all you people, you're too young. You don't remember that. Yeah. See, he remembers. He even remembers how to clap. See, that what that was, that simple little song was trying to help us remember to be careful and to guard our hearts. Be careful what we see. Be careful what we hear be careful what we say because those things get into our hearts. It's like when you, when I was, when I was a kid, I don't know about you, but we, we, in our family, we had nine people plus mom and dad, and we had one bathroom. Uh, in my house right now, I have three and a half baths, but I grew up, I had one bathroom, and it was about eight by eight total. And I had four older sisters. Do you think I ever got to use the bathroom? No. I learned how to use the outside bathroom. So in our house, we had a cup next to the lavatory in the bathroom. And all our toothbrushes were all hanging in this little metal thing this big around and they all had little slots and we all had our toothbrushes hanging in there and you all prayed to God nobody used your toothbrush 
If it was wet when you went in there, you went, Mom, somebody used my toothbrush again, right? And you hoped they didn't do something gross with it. But we also had this cup sitting there, and I think about it now, and I'm like, it's a wonder I lived. But everybody drank out of that cup. Did anybody else have that when they were a kid? Oh, gosh, it's a wonder we lived. Everybody drank out of the same awful cup in the bathroom. There was no dick. When we got a Dixie cup dispenser, I was like, thank you, Jesus. There is a God. Thank you. I don't have to drink out of that same awful cup anymore. But see, in, in, in our house, when one person got sick, we all got sick. And we couldn't figure out why. Huh, imagine that. Maybe because we were all drinking out of the same stupid cup. Okay? But my point is, that's what it's like when you interact with people. You're drinking out of their cup. When you interact with them and have fellowship with them, you're sharing a cup, if you will, when you do that. And if they got good stuff, you're going to get it. And if they got bad stuff, you'll get it. So you got to guard your heart. And you got to have a filter up. And if you start seeing bad stuff, you go, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going there. Right? Somebody starts saying stuff and they start going negative on you. You go, no, 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 no. We ain't going there. You just stop them. You say, well, well, we aren't doing that. We, don't, we aren't going to go there. That's not healthy. See, that's guarding your heart, okay? That's guarding your heart. So sometimes garbage gets thrown into your fountain like that fountain did. Sometimes people just come through and just throw garbage in your fountain, right? It just, it just happens. It's life, right? They just do stuff and say stuff and words, actions, images, and sometimes we even put things that are negative in our own fountain by saying foolish things like, I'll get even with you. That's a bad thing to say. That's a bad start. Don't do that. Or you'll get yours. I'll make sure of it. I'll show you. That's all seeds of revenge. It's not, not a healthy thing. See, bad things get in our heart through our own attitudes, but the, one of the main ways that things get into our hearts is through our interactions with other people. And it's so important that we don't cause others to stumble, that we don't share with the wrong people, that we don't, that we don't do things that are going to hurt others because of, of our own issues. For instance, if you have a problem with somebody, that's why scripture says, if you have a problem with a brother, go to the brother. Don't go to everybody else first and then together gang up on the brother. That's not what the Bible says. Matthew 18 says, if you have a problem, go to your brother. Why? Because if you go to eight other people first, they're all gonna be offended at your brother. And then when you do get it settled, they'll still be offended because they weren't part of the resolution. And then you have all these hurt feelings and junk in our hearts. That is totally unnecessary. So most of the issues that we have, we'll talk to people. But the Bible says bad company corrupts good morals. If you hang around somebody that has a certain attitude, if you're not really careful, you will find yourself getting into that attitude. It's just, it's just, it's human nature. Pat, I'm going to draw on you again. Okay, come here, please. All right. If, 
you're the bad guy now. Sorry, but I made you the bad guy this time. So if I am taking the high road, all right, I'm taking the high road, and he's taking the low road, he wants to complain and criticize Pastor Al. He'd never do that, but if he did, okay, that's not true, but if he did, he'd want to go there, and I'd, I'd want, I'm taking the high road, and I'm saying, no, we aren't doing that. That's not healthy. That's not going to happen. But in the natural, if I don't check him, and if I just kind of, if I'm nice, it's like this. I'm going to pull Pat up. Now, don't hurt me. I'm going to pull Pat up, or he's going to pull me down. Who do you think's going to win? In an arm wrestling match, I think I could beat him. I'm just, I'm just overconfident. But in this case, I don't think I could get him up here before he got me down there. Please don't. I don't want a broken leg or something. But if we did, I mean, I'm thinking about this. I'm pretty sure he would win. Why? Because he's got gravity on his side. And all of the world flows in a negative direction in this fallen world. So if you keep hanging around and don't guard your heart, Put a real stop in, in your heart. If somebody starts going negative and going all off the reservation, if you will, you need to put a stop in because otherwise you're going to end up getting pulled down into their quagmire eventually because that's the natural flow. Now, it doesn't mean the first time you talk to them they're going to pull you off. But I'm saying if you just kind of go, well, you know, I understand, but, you know, maybe if you're too nice about it and you just sit there and keep getting your feet further and further over the edge, eventually you're gone. You're over the edge and you're all negative and you're all, now you're offended. And now together you're both in a mess, right? So we've got to guard our heart. Matthew 15 says, don't you see whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the what? Heart. And these are the things that defile them. See, what he's doing is he's addressing the, the, Jew, the Jewish laws and they were saying you can't eat this and you can't eat that and you can't eat this. And Jesus is saying, it's not what you eat that makes you unclean. It's what comes out of your mouth, which comes out of your heart that defiles you or makes you unclean. Because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So that's why we have to so guard our hearts. We can't allow offense to get inside of our heart. Matthew 12, 34 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of an evil treasure brings forth evil things. Wow. So as we look at this, it's a matter of keeping our heart right. Because if we keep our heart right, if we put a, a guard up and we put a fence, as it were, around our heart where we say we're not going to let negativity, offense, all these things, we're not going to let it in because it'll wreck everything in our life. It'll defile everything. 
I mean, if, if, I think if we're honest, any one of us could say, when we've been around certain situations, we walk away and we're in a generally foul mood, right? It comes off and it comes, it comes like on you. There's like a, I don't know, a grumpiness that, that comes on you. If, you. if you allow this, if you participate in that certain attitude. I mean, there's, there's some, there's even some like radio stations that are supposed to be good radio stations and certain radio talk show hosts I can't listen to or I get really ramped up. And that's not good, right? And, and I won't mention any names, but I, I just, I, I won't listen to them. Why? Because it's like, it's not good for me to listen to some of that rhetoric and some of that stuff that's going on because it makes me not have peace in my heart. And it's like, I can't fix it, so I can't allow that to get inside my heart. See, so I was, this is kind of like one of the things I say, if I'm not part of the problem or part of the solution, I can't worry about it. That's kind of one of the, the filters that I use. I can't worry about whether Justice Kavanaugh is gonna be confirmed or not. I just can't worry about it because number one, I don't vote on it. I can pray and then leave it to the Lord and that's all I can do. Lord, let your will be done. That's how I pray about all that stuff because you don't know who to believe because the one says one thing and somebody else says it's polar opposite. So I say, Lord, let your will be done. That's how I pray about all that stuff because that's the only way to be. Otherwise, you get all worked up over nothing Stuff that you can't fix, and it ends up taking your peace away, and you aren't available to you for God to use when He needs you to be peaceful with somebody that has a real problem and not just whether somebody's going to get voted in or voted out or whatever it is that's going on today, whatever they're focusing on in the media today. So, a good example of this is Jesus. I mean, there's nobody that had a rougher time of this than Jesus. Here he is, he's innocent, he's been convicted, and yet they're saying all these things, they've got all these people saying all these lies about him, people testifying about him, and here's what he says in Matthew 26, 63. Jesus, but Jesus held his peace. He kept silent, it says, but he held his peace. He held his peace. It says in the King James, he held his peace. The high priest answered him and said, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tell me whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. And he said, I am. But he held his peace. He didn't respond. When they reviled him, he did not revile them in return. You know, he could have called 10,000 angels. He could have breathed a word and wiped them all out like that. He actually could have destroyed every one of them. He could have vaporized them all with his breath. And he didn't. And he held his peace. He didn't get upset. He didn't say, I don't deserve this. Don't you know I'm the son of God? Don't you know I'm the king of kings and lord of lords? He didn't say any of that. Why? Because he laid down his life willingly. Nobody took Jesus' life. He laid it down willingly, and he held his peace. He made sure his heart 
had peace. He didn't allow all the things that were going around him, all the garbage that were people were, that was floating around him like that little boy. He didn't allow all the garbage that was in, that people were throwing in his well, all that. They didn't, he didn't allow any of that to disrupt his peace. He held his peace and he answered them not a word. So sometimes when people are railing against you, I say, uh, he answered them not a word. So many times when somebody's railing, if somebody's railing against you and somebody's going off on you, the best thing you can do is just be quiet. Just be quiet. Jesus answered them not a word. And you might think, well, why did he not answer them? It says he held his peace. I believe that when we open our mouth, we lose our peace. It leaks out when we respond. There goes our peace when we respond in kind. If, we were, if somebody's railing on us and we respond in kind, we lose our peace. It leaks right out our mouth. Rather than that, if somebody's going off on you, just be nice, be calm, hold your peace, and eventually they'll get tired and stop talking. Right? That's, that's the bottom line. Eventually, they'll just get tired and stop talking. And that will be a beautiful thing. You know, your heart, it says that John chapter 7, it says, he who believes in me, as scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. There's another picture I wanted to show up there of another fountain. It says that if, you be, if we'll believe in him and believe that he is the son of God, we'll be like that thing. We'll have a fountain springing up out of our belly so that we won't have this dry thing full of garbage. You know, if somebody walked into that fountain right there and they threw a bag of garbage, it would not stop one ounce of water from flowing out of that fountain. In fact, if you throw a whole bag of garbage in that fountain, you know what would happen? It would just get pushed out of the way and actually overflow over the top and get out of there immediately. Why? Because there's a river the gush flowing out of the center of that fountain. And when we have the river of living water flowing out of our belly, like Scripture says, the garbage comes, and you know what happens? There's such a flow of the Spirit of God. There's such a flow of gush of the Spirit of God and, and the, the, the presence of God in your life that the garbage gets thrown on you, and you did the Spirit of God just, it's, it just blows it away. It pushes it right out, of the, right out of the fountain. It doesn't hinder the flow. It doesn't do anything. Why? Because we have a river of living water flowing out of our belly. So as we allow that river to flow, we will keep our heart clean. We'll keep our wellspring clean. We'll reject all that negativity, all the offenses that people want to put their offenses on us. Do you hear what he did to me? I'm sorry that happened to you. Let's pray for him. That's the right answer. Now, I don't want to hear all the details and your opinions and your perceptions and everything else. I can't afford to take on an offense for you. Because I got to keep my heart clean because I got a river flowing through here and I'm not going to risk my river on taking up your offense. I love you. Let's pray for you and pray for him. I don't want to hear all the details because I don't want to be offended. Now I say, well, what, you need to hear. No, I don't. And neither do you. 
You don't need to hear all the details about every hurt feeling that somebody got because somebody didn't say hello to them or something, okay? It just doesn't need to happen. But if we allow that gush of the Spirit of God, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to give us a river of living water flowing and, and billowing up out of the inside of us. This is, I mean, this is John chapter 7, 38. He who believes in me, as Scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. And that pushes all the garbage out of your well. It pushes all the stuff, the scum, the whatever else it is, all that gross stuff, pushes it far away because there's a constant river flowing. Now, any of you ever been to a golf course and seen a golf course pond that doesn't have a fountain? It's disgusting. There's usually a green slime on the top and it's just really grody. I wouldn't recommend going in it or certainly not drinking it. But if you ever have been to northern Canada, north of Superior, and seen some of the rivers up there and the fast moving rivers, I haven't done it, but they say you can drink the water out of the, out of the rivers up there, just right out of the river because I still worry about a moose being upstream, so I don't do it. It's just reality. I mean, there is moose, and they're in the water. I don't really feel like sharing a glass with a moose. But, but, there, but with all the, the movement, what I'm saying is the movement purifies the water. Even right up at the bridge, the water is so clear up there. It's so much clearer and cleaner than what it is down here because there's less people and less pollution going on. So my point is Jesus wants to put a river on the inside of you. And if we'll let him, he doesn't say this is something you have to earn. He doesn't say this is something that only certain people get. It says, John seven thirty eight. he who believes in me. That's it. Do you believe in him? If you do, it says out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. And that's what will keep your heart fresh. It'll keep it crisp and clean like a mountain stream instead of like a golf course pond or instead of some other dried up, clogged up, old, junky old fountain, right? You want to have a crisp, clean, mountain stream kind of heart, not a junky, clogged up heart. And the way we get that is to ask the Lord just to put those rivers of living water in us and then just start acting on it. Seek him. And as we seek him, we'll find him. And that scripture, you stand on that scripture, John 7, 38, just stand on it. That's the one, man. God, you said you'd give me a river of living water. I need it. Give me that river, okay? Because I need that river to clean out my fountain. I need to clean out my heart because I gotta have a clean mountain stream heart, one that's clear and crisp and refreshing to everybody that comes near me so that when I have an interaction with them, they get refreshed, they don't get poisoned, right? How many wanna refresh everyone that you meet? So you do that by having a clear mountain stream heart, not by having a junky golf course pond heart, okay? So let's just, let's just stand up, let's just pray. We're gonna, we're gonna close it up tonight. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna ask us all just to, 
just to lift our hands and I'm not even going to ask you if you want it. I'm going to tell you you need it, okay? Because you do. We all need this. And it's been promised for everyone. So I'm just going to lead us in a simple prayer. And let's just believe God for him to do something in our lives, to start this flow, to, to wash out the stuff that shouldn't be there. Say, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you that John 7, verse 38, says that if I believe, out of my heart will flow rivers of living water. So I ask you now to place those rivers in my heart to flow out of me. Let my heart produce rivers of clean water. I thank you, Father, that I believe in you and I ask you to do this verse in me. Thank you, Father, for refreshing my heart, for refreshing my soul, that I can refresh others. In Jesus' name, amen.